Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying that I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas and experiences and opinions. So today I'm sharing an experience. Um, I'm calling it a short-term memory tornado because that's what I felt like I was in. I was in this kind of mental, emotional tornado just about two hours ago. And then once I calmed down and I you know, made sense of it, I realized I've been in this type of tornado numerous times in the past. And it all, it's all, <clears throat> excuse me, it all goes back to my short-term memory. <clears throat> A lot of this is just communication issue, which again goes back to the fact that certain information just doesn't go into my long-term memory. And what I was dealing with it actually had to do with my car and my battery once again. Um, it's dealing with something that isn't something that happens every day. and Or at least it's not something that happens every other day. If it was something that I dealt with regularly, it would be in my long-term memory. But since I do have short-term memory issues um, to where things just don't, you know, they just don't stick... Um, this is why it was a tornado. Um, and again, it involved the battery of my car to where my battery, uh, my car was telling me that my battery was low. And I thought, well, this can't be because this is, I got this battery put in March 5th of this year, you know, this month. And so when I went to the same battery place, um, thinking that they could just charge my battery, which I had forgotten, you cannot just charge a battery um, unless you're just wanting a short jump. A battery has to be charged for like hours. So like if you're going to leave your car to have your battery charged at a shop, your car's going to be there hours. This was something that someone had told me about a few weeks ago um, when I called another battery shop and I forgot. I just drove up there today thinking, okay, they can charge my battery. I was so stressed out from the battery being low and having a million thoughts running through my head that I forgot it. I forgot that that, that aspect of it. So, you know, two things were happening here, and both of them were triggering my the whole incompetence thing that I've talked about, which again goes back to things not sticking in your memory. Um, so there were a lot of, you know, triggers going on, a lot of things happening. Um, basically, I figured out it was actually the alternator is what the problem is, um, or according to this battery place. Someone else said, just make sure that you drive your car for at least 15 to 20 minutes every day, and that tends to juice up your battery. So, you know, I got two opinions. Um, I didn't want to just rely on the one place, the battery place, which in the past I've talked about that place before. Um, and so this is something I'm not familiar with. It's something also that is temporary, so it's not likely to get into my long-term memory. So I had to remind myself of these things. I also had to remind myself that I was beating myself up. I actually beat myself up to the point that I started to go back to those old escapist thoughts of wanting to harm myself. So I actually ended up calling somebody. Um, you know, I didn't have a plan to do anything. Um, I know the drill, but I just, I knew I needed to talk to somebody. And one thing that I will say is a remedy for this that I'm going to say I wouldn't have known about three or four months ago. A good remedy for this is the fact that last night 
I actually, I go to my, I go to a support group, um, every week on Tuesday nights. Um, and last night I went to my support group and there's about eight of us that go regularly. Um, and then there's other people, um, sometimes who come and go, but I gotta say having that support group, um, you know, we keep it to a certain, we keep it discreet, you know, we don't share what everyone talks about, but just knowing that they're there and, you know, we all relate, we all have problems, knowing that you're actually talking to other people and they have real issues in their life, um, I gotta say that made me feel really good, um, you know, that we can all talk about it, because if, if I didn't have that group to think back on, if I knew, if, if I didn't know that I had gone to them last night and one of them actually gave me a copy of a book by um, the preacher Joyce Meyer who I've talked about and I'm going to talk about that book a little bit because it also relates to exactly what I'm talking about today. Um, and she's great, by the way. Um, she's also someone who I think, Joyce Meyer, someone who would totally have complex PTSD, which I'll talk about in just a second. But the, this group, having the support group was just monumentally helpful for me because I'm slowly working on my ability to get back into functional, healthy friendships, a functional, healthy relationship, um, you know, just finding ways to get into things that aren't toxic, um, you know, toxic mindset, toxic activities, toxic friendships. I'm trying to make sure I don't jump into those things because I've, I've totally jumped into those in the past. Um, but again, this topic of short-term memory tornadoes, um, a few other examples that have happened recently that are much, much smaller. One happened last night when I was talking to somebody, and we were talking about uh, cell phones, which I am no master of cell phones, no master of technology here. Um, and we were talking about this type of cell phone that she got. It was, I think, just for emergencies or something. And it's an older style phone where you actually push the buttons. And if you want to text somebody, you know, you push, if you want the letter C, you push the number one three times to get the letter C. Or if you want, you know, D, E, F, D would be one punch on number two if you're texting, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but anyway, when she mentioned that she had this type of phone, I did something that I I tend to beat myself up about, and I've done this for years, and I was not trying to be rude. What I said was, oh, I had a phone like that 10 years ago. I know how to work a phone like that. And she gave me this look like I was being snarky because I said I had a phone like that 10 years ago. Almost like, oh, you got a phone that's that old? You know, like that's, and that's not what I meant. I was just letting her know I've had that type of phone. Um... And I used to get a lot of heat from people back in the day because um, people thought I was being a smartass when I would say things like that. And I'm, I'm not. I'm genuinely not. I'm just I'm just saying I, I had this, you know, or I've experienced that or, or I've experienced this. And so I just had to remind myself, you know, be more watchful of how you say certain things to people because people take it as rudeness. Um, and also don't beat yourself up about it. That's what I did with this whole car thing earlier today. I just beat myself up about it. And I've been bad about that for years, but I've gotten much better about that in the last few months. Another thing I used to beat myself up about, and this is kind of a self-sabotage thing, is I used to share 
way too much information with people way too soon, like way too much information. Um, and it usually would backfire or it would scare, kind of scare the person off from wanting to be friends with me because, or wanting to even be around me. And I can see that now because when people are like that with me now in my adult life, I'm kind of thinking, okay, you're sharing, you're sharing way too much. Like you're, you're telling too much. Um, and so I can kind of see what people mean by that. Um, I can see how people used to feel about me. Um, but again, the, um, the short-term memory tornado, um, I just wanted to get on here and, you know, just share the fact that the remedy of having the support group, um, and, uh, not beating yourself up and realizing that this is all just a silly temporary thing, um, in my life. Um, and also working on, you know, building maybe my, my skills of empathy towards myself, um, and also empathy, uh, towards others. So one more thing that I, I used to, uh, be really bad about is when if someone was sharing something with me and this actually happened last night too another person was talking to me and they were sharing something that they weren't actually seeking empathy or remorse about it they were just sharing something from their past that their dad used to tell them and it was kind of a critical thing about um, a certain person and I immediately um, kind of made it about myself and I, I try not to do that, um, but I, I've been really bad about that for years. And again, I'm trying to relate to the person, but usually the person doesn't see it that way. They usually see it as me shifting things to myself. Um, so much like the phone situation where I said, oh, I had a phone like that. Um, I know how to help you with it. Um, you know, I have to kind of check that, um, watch myself on those things and just be a better listener um, with other people. So again, finding compassion towards yourself and empathy and listening to others. Um, and specifically having some type of outlet, like a support group of some sort, um, I will say has been vastly helpful for me in all of this. I will quickly mention this book. And again, as I've said in the past, I'm not a super religious person. Um, I think religion is an interesting subject. You could say faith, you could say, you know, Christianity, Islam, whatever religion you might be. But there's a pastor who I've mentioned in the past, um, in the past few months. Um, her name is Joyce Meyer. The reason I really like her is one, I didn't realize this until recently, but she grew up really not far from where I live. She grew up in St. Louis, which is like two hours from here. Um, she also is totally somebody who would have complex PTSD, and she's very open about her abuse growing up. Um, she was sexually, um, I would just say, raped, sexually assaulted by her father for years when she was a kid. Um, this woman is about 78 years old now, and she doesn't look 78. I would have guessed she was 65, 68. Um, she good for her age. Um, very healthy and vibrant. Um, but she was, I think she's described herself as a very lost soul who was very angry for a good majority of her young adult life. I'd say into like her thirties, I would guess. Um, and then she finally 
came to a point in her life where um, she says um, God spoke to her, and you could take that in many different ways, God spoke to her. Um, but basically, she got a sign saying, you know, this is the way to go, um, you know, and she found peace in her life. And this book, um, so she's got several books, but this book, one of my friends actually gave me a copy last night. She just gave it to me because she knew I had been listening to her, but um, it's called Battlefield of the Mind. It's one of her best-selling ever books, um, Winning the Battle in Your Mind. And I really want to point out that there's three sections in this, and I love, first of all, I love how she lays out her chapters. Um, They're really short, which is great, and they're right to the point. So there's not all this wishy-washy, you know, what does this mean? She's very good at explaining things. And if you do have short-term memory issues, I feel like the way that she lays things out, it's, for whatever reason, it's it's it works for me to get it into my long-term memory. And maybe it's because the chapters are so short. You know, she's getting to the point so quickly and she organizes it so well it's almost as if, how could you forget this? You know, it's like it's it's made for people like us. And I think it's because she is one of us. She is someone with complex PTSD. So she knows how to organize this stuff for us. Um, I don't know, again, if she's ever been labeled with complex PTSD. Um, but she totally went through long-term extreme trauma um, from her dad growing up. Um, and again, she's very open about that. Um, but the third part, um, I should say the third section, third part of this book, um, is really, really good. Um, it's just after chapter 15 and you may hear me turning the pages here. Um, it's just after chapter 15. So just before chapter 16 and it goes into what she calls a wilderness mentality, um, or wilderness mentalities, um, where basically, and I'll just read some of the chapters of these ti- uh, titles of these chapters under wilderness mentalities, because it's basically what we struggle with. It's just what I struggle with today. Totally what I struggle with today was a wilderness mentality, um, because it's almost as if you're lost in the wilderness of this, as I called it, a short-term memory tornado. You're lost in it. And when really there should be a very simple answer. Um, So here's wilderness mentality number one. And this is just a statement. Um, So this is like a mindset right here. This is chapter 16. My future is determined by my past and my present. So that would be one type of mentality that you get lost in. It's an unhealthy type of mentality. Here's chapter 17. Wilderness mentality number two. Someone do it for me. I don't want to take responsibility. And then she goes into all these explanations of, you know, how this isn't going to work for you and what to do about it. And then she goes into wilderness mentality number three. Please make everything easy. I can't take it if things are too hard! Exclamation point. Um, another one is, I can't help it. I'm just addicted to grumbling, fault finding, and complaining. I will say, I have to say, I have to, I relate to that a lot. Um, that's one reason I like comedy shows where they just... They, they complain, you know, like my favorite show, which I talked about on here. It's a complaining show. They're griping and complaining. And the older I get, the more I don't relate to that, which I think is good. 
I see that it is toxic, it's relatable, and I needed it at a time in my life to have something to relate to. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's, it's grumbling. Um, chapter 20 is, don't make me wait for anything. I deserve everything immediately. Um, and there's a whole, whole bunch more. Um, I'm just going to read one more here. My behavior may be wrong, but it's not my fault. Yeah, that's a mentality that's not going to get you very far in life. Um, and then I'll just read chapter 22. My life is so miserable. I feel sorry for myself because my life is so wretched. Exclamation point. So those are all, you know, they're mentalities that you can get lost in. And she gives all these, you know, remedies and ways of coping and ways of, you know, she's very forward just how that's not going to work for you. And she's been through it. She's lived through it. Um, she's great. Um, but that's most of what I want to share for today. I just I hope this brings you some remedies. And, you know, we all go through these short-term tornadoes, short-term memory tornadoes. Um, and I'm just glad that I had the tools to break out of that. Um, and I thank you all for listening. And I hope you find this podcast relatable. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.